Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR. Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. How are you, Mark? Good, man. How you feeling? I'm good. My allergies are going nuts today. Really? I don't know why. Like, my eyes feel like the Sahara Desert or something. I'm not entirely sure. That's not good. Yeah, it's not not great. But uh, I had a nice... uh, extended kind of thanksgiving break uh for us we get to spend a little extra time kind of readjusting yesterday before we came back but yeah. uh, we are back now feels good to be back how was your thanksgiving man it was good yeah it was, yeah it was just pretty chill all the brothers survived the brother's day this time uh, almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> no 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 yeah my brother broke his hand my oh, younger brother not the youngest but younger brother not the one from the last uh right spherical object incident <laughs> Yeah, he was coring a pineapple, and just, he tried ripping the core out and smacked his hand, uh, hand on the corner of the cabinet. Oh, and, man. Yep. That's what, you have three brothers, right? Yeah. So that's two brothers down, which means <laughs> you got a 50-50 shot of getting injured at the next brother's weekend. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> You're no just more. like, yeah, we're done with these. We're not doing it anymore. <laughs> no, it was, it was fun, though. Like, yeah, that was that was the... <laughs> It was. I mean, it was good to see the family and everything, yeah. but that that night was just crazy. <laughs> it was so funny. But Thanksgiving was good. All the food was good and everything. Yeah, yeah, everything was great. Nice. So uh, I actually like stuck to my eating plan pretty much. How about yeah, you? I I did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my folks ended up not coming up for Thanksgiving to my brothers. My mom got COVID, uh, so she was unable to make the trip, which meant Dad yeah. was unable to make the trip. So it was just me and my brother and. You put us together in a room, we still eat like we're in college. <laughs> so it's like pizza and lasagna and stuff. So oh, God. I did the best I could with what was available to me. <laughs> uh, but it was all right, man. I, Just I, I, I Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm back on it, though. We got three weeks till Christmas. So I'm going to hit it hard and just... Yeah. You know, stay on it and thin down another 20 or 30 pounds, you know, Gosh, before the no holiday. Joke. My goal actually is to be... At a certain triple digit mark before okay uh, before Christmas. Nice. So yeah, same that's, here. That's the goal. But I did. It was nice. I get to spend time with my brother. Um, I I talked him into getting a switch because I got one. Oh, cool. So I talked him Good into call. getting one. So that's pretty much all we did the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we were there playing with his dogs and yeah, and uh, playing switch. But yeah, man, it was uh, it was a good time. It was nice and relaxing, and uh, didn't really get into a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'll have to tell you later about what happened during our brother's night. That was oh, just, no. I almost peed my pants in public. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, and I was I was kind of intoxicated at the time, but yeah. I was laughing so hard, I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> For real. It was hilarious. So I'll tell you about that coming up in a little bit. But we got lots to get into as well this week. Yes. We're going to have AJ Croce. We're going to have the uh, guitarist, Gary Hoy, mm-hmm. uh, who's going to be with us. You guys probably know him from all the the holiday specials that right. he puts on. Right, right, right. As well, the, um, the he does a really fun blue show. Okay. That I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to talk to him because he always makes his rounds. He's actually, he's come to Kalamazoo quite a few times. Okay. Um, and I've never seen him before. So Very it'll cool. be it'll be really cool to catch up with him yeah. as well. Uh and this week also we've got tons of interviews. We've uh, got Jonathan Kane from Journey, yes, I think, right? Jonathan Kane, the the keyboardist mm-hmm. from Journey. Um I think let's see, 
Uh, AJ Croce's today after 8 o'clock. Um, Hoey and Kane are both tomorrow. Do we have them on the show tomorrow? Yeah, right? okay. and then later on this week, Julian Lennon. John oh, Lennon's that's son. awesome. So this is going to be a, just a full week. So we got lots to get into. And then obviously the AJ Croce show on Saturday, too. So busy week for the Rocker Morning Show and the Rocker. And uh, still chances for you to win stuff, too. After 7 o'clock, Sweetwater's Donuts in the Daily Five. Kalamazoo's Rock Station, 107.7 RKR. Rocker Morning Show with Meeple. And Mark Frankhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. Well, the big news yesterday kind of broke uh, what would have been toward the end of our show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Western Michigan has fired Tim Lester. Yeah, he gone. As their head coach. Um, he'd been there six seasons. And this was, I mean, we were, we kind of joked about this not being a great year for Western, but this was his first losing season. True. Uh, since he's been there. And it's kind of been, I guess it's kind of been a steady decline. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. think that's necessarily anything against him. It's just, you know, maybe he just wasn't right for the program or something. Um, but, I mean, he did bring them to three bowl games, you know, and yeah. and has a winning record in the MAC, but never brought them to a MAC championship, never won the division in the MAC. So, you know, six years of giving it a shot, you know, I guess it's it's time to move on. Yeah, they had that one really good year. I think it was 2016. It was like mm-hmm. the year before I moved here. They were killing it. They went to the, they go to the Cotton Bowl, I, I think, think so. that year. It was a big bowl game. Yeah. Um. But it was after that year, I think that head coach left and, and Tim came in. He was, yeah. uh, Tim Lester was a quarterback in the late 90s for Western. Oh, okay. Um, and he was really good, I guess. Huh. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of picking up on my Western knowledge, you know, well, yeah, still my, being, not being here very long, but I wonder if he, he's probably got to be my brother's age because my brother went, went to Western in 2000. Okay. Think, so. so he's probably maybe just a little older. I want yeah. to say I want to say Tim Lester graduated like ninety eight, ninety nine. Gotcha. He yeah, left. he's a couple of years older. Yeah, then. but I mean he's been bouncing around the NCAA doing some coaching. He was at um, he was at Syracuse a couple of years, I think. Purdue, I think he was a quarterbacks coach in Purdue. Um, so I mean he's he's got some impressive you know uh, stuff on his resume. I, he'll he'll find a place to land because I mean yeah. he's, he does seem to be a good intelligent coach. I wonder uh, if, there, there, if there's any options out there right now. Well, and that's the thing is they're putting together the, the announcement was made yesterday. He did the press conference. Western had the press conference at like three o'clock, three thirty yesterday or something. Uh-huh. Um, and they're putting together a committee uh, to find the next head coach. I don't know how high profile they're looking, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, you're trying to be competitive. And I mean, the Mac is not exactly like an underling conference like a lot of good teams pop out of the mac every once in a while western has you know in the past you know so you know there's some there's some fighting there for some some good coaching opportunities um and there's a lot of head coaches that got let go from larger programs that i think would succeed a little more you know in this kind of environment so like scott frost you know just let go from nebraska yeah now that being said you know that may have been like a hometown hero type of situation kind of like what tim lester was you know tim lester was alumni from western it just kind of didn't work out. Scott Frost was from Nebraska, you know, went to school there. They brought him in to be the savior for the Cornhuskers, and that clearly didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe he would thrive in western Michigan. Um, you know, there's, 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 there's options out there. I have one option, though, that I think is definitely something we should go after. Okay, what's that? Primetime, baby. Deion Sanders. He is the head coach for Jackson State. Game day. College game day was in yeah. Jackson State this year to go see primetime. 
He brought that team from, what is in two years, he brought them up to like an undefeated irregular season or something. To the point that they were on game day. <laughs> it was a wow. historically black uh, college and university that I think that might have been maybe only the second or third time that a school that size and an HBCU had been featured on game day. Wow. So that's a huge that's, deal. Yeah. I know Dion's kind of put feelers out there for other jobs. I know Colorado okay. offered him a job. But, I mean, do you really want to go to Colorado? Yeah, it's not really. There's no connection there. Yeah, yeah. There is a connection for Dion in Michigan, though. He has a show with Barstool Sports. The CEO for Barstool Sports, Mike Portnoy, is a graduate of U of M. Huh. So he's he, he's a Michigan guy. I, I get it. It's U of M, but Harbaugh's right. not going anywhere. So <laughs> that's out of the question. You might as well just get him as close as possible, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's not out of the... Yeah, it's... Definitely a possibility. I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't, it's a, kind of a stretch in my opinion, but I still feel like we could have a shot. I, if if I'm on that committee, I am absolutely 100% time that to go for Dion. And that's maybe just a little selfish nature there, too. I'd probably stalk him around town in my Cowboys jersey. Like, hey, Dion, prime time. Hey, can you get an autograph? Can, can I get an autograph? Prime time. Can I get an autograph? Yeah. And then I got to bail you out. <laughs> Be the Rocker Morning Show with Mark for a little while. <laughs> it's time to turn up your dials and tune out the traffic because we're playing The Daily Five on The Rocker Morning Show. Testing the mental magnitude of your favorite morning monkeys on the radio. And now, your hosts for The Daily Five, Meatball and Mark Frank House. It is the Daily Five where Mark and I ask each other questions. The other one answers today. Back for the first time after Thanksgiving, the holiday season. I'm going to be asking the questions. Mark is answering. Yes, He's sir. got some help on the line from Christy. How are you? Good. All right, Christy, you and me, we are together on this one. We got to take down Meatball. He's going to be answering. Uh, he's going to give us five questions. We got to get three of the five right. Get the point for the week. Man, we have been out of this for a Yeah, minute. yeah, it's been a hot minute since we did this. So, all right, if you guys are both ready to go, let's get this rolling. I'm born ready. All right, let's go. Spin of the wheel. Question number one. Oh, coming out the gate hot. Greek mythology. Are you freaking serious? <laughs> in, in Greek mythology, whose father created the labyrinth? Was it Icarus's father, Hercules's father, or Daedalus's father? I'm gonna say C. Daedalus. Yep. The labyrinth. That's where the Minotaur was. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Icarus. Yeah. And I don't think it was. Let's go with Daedalus. Well, Final think answer. Think about like who everyone's fathers were in that. And right. I don't know how much you know about right. Greek mythology. I, okay. Not really. Okay. Well, okay. You said. Who's, who's it's, was it? it's whose father created yeah. the labyrinth. So is it Icarus's father, yeah. Hercules's father, which would be Zeus, right? And then Daedalus's father. Yeah, I just I don't know too much about it. Uh, so I'm going to say Daedalus. Final, Final answer? answer. All right. Well, Daedalus is actually the one who did create it, but Daedalus is Icarus's father. So oh. the answer is actually Icarus. Oh my god! Nice trick question. Ah, ha ha! Coming out the gate hot. Yeah, <laughs> coming out the gate super cheap. <laughs> All right, cool. Setting the tone for the week. That's right. Here we go. <laughs> question number two. This one's sports, kinda. Um, sports kinda. Sports okay. kinda. Well, I love these categories so far. You'll see at least two of these in the Olympics. 
Uh, a toxophilite is a student or a fan of what sport? A, to- oh, a toxophilite. Okay. Toxophilite. Is it bowling, archery, or curling? Toxophilite. Okay. Do you want me to spell it? No. Okay. <laughs> you don't think that'll help? Archery is the final answer. Yeah, I'm saying archery. Correct. Yes. 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 Was that? How sure were you of that? Very sure. Yeah. Uh, I know enough about curling, and I know plenty about bowling, and I've never heard that term before. Yeah. So. yeah talk- I have never heard of that in bowling either. Toxin, toxin being the Greek. I'm on a Greek kick today, I guess, meaning both bow and arrow. Oh and gosh. phylos meaning lover. That's awesome. All, All right. right. Question number three. You got one down. Me two more. Christy. All right. This one is music, specifically classic rock. Okay. So you should be in your wheelhouse. Ah. Here. Ah. The band The Who were also known by two other band names through their history. Which one of these was not one of their names? Okay. Okay. So you're looking for the one that was not originally a name for The Who. Okay. Was it the Detours, the High Numbers, or the Englanders? Um, Two of those are correct. One of them is fake. What was the second one? It was the Detours. The High Numbers numbers. was the second one, and the Englanders. I want to say not the Englanders. Not the Englanders? Yeah, that doesn't sound familiar, but maybe I'm... Maybe I missed, missed that one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Christy on here. Uh, I, I trust her. I'm gonna say the Englanders. Well, they were from England, but they were never called the Englanders. Yeah, you got Christy. it right. The high yeah. the high numbers. That's a very odd name, but also it is. so is the Who. Right. <laughs> the Who. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Christy. We need one more doll. We got this. Question number four. This is automobiles and cars. All right. Vroom, vroom. Which animal? <laughs> which animal is on the Porsche logo? Oh, here we go. Is it a horse, a bull, or a bird? A bull. A bull. Yes, a horse, a bull, or oh, a bird. A bull. Oh my gosh, it's too early. I was thinking like a cereal bull. <laughs> an animal first. No, I think if any if any vehicle is going to have a cereal bowl as its logo, it's going to be like a minivan or something, a Dodge Dodge Caravan. Oh dear! <laughs> Dodge so has the ram and the cereal bowl. Be so I'm trying what, to think of it because so what were the three options again? Horse, bowl, or a bird? Gotcha. I think it's a horse because horse power. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the... It's a little shield. Is it? Yeah, remember? I do believe there is a <laughs> oh, yeah, shield maybe. in the Porsche logo. And it's a horse, you said, right, Christy? That's my guess. I think it's right. horse power. Let's go with horse. The bull <laughs> is on the Lamborghini, I believe. Oh, oh my. I have no idea if anyone has a bird for their logo. It is yeah, a horse. You got Christy. it right, man. Way to go, boo. That's what's up. You guys got three points already today. Right. Congratulations. Do we still get to answer the last question? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let's go for it. This is gravy. Yeah, man. This is for the bonus points. This will be the tiebreaker this week since we're only doing it for four days. 
All right, number five. This is entertainment. Okay. Who played the character Cyrus the Virus in one of my favorite <laughs> action films ever, Con Air? Was it A, oh, John yeah. Malkovich, B, Ving Rhames, or Steve, uh, C, Steve Buscemi? Who played Cyrus the Virus in Con Air? I'm going to say Buscemi since yeah, it's a virus, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think John Malkovich was in that movie. Yes, he was. All but, three of these guys are in that movie. Right, but I'm pretty sure it's Buscemi. Final answer, let's go for it. Steve Buscemi plays one of my favorite characters in that film because he's so weird. But actually, Cyrus the Virus was played by John Malkovich. Was it? Okay, yeah, it gotcha. was John Malkovich. So. Yep. You still got three out of five, man. You got the points. Well, I say, man, Christy actually probably helped you out more than anything. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Well, Christy, you are the best. We're going to hook you up with a dozen donuts, and I might just have to We're take out. We're getting donuts, Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. I might just have to take out for lunch for that W, too. So. <laughs> Yeah. Real donuts. Real donuts. The kid's stoked for donuts. Yes, who isn't stoked for donuts? Congratulations, Christy, and congratulations, Mark, (laughs) starting the week out with a win. Yes, sir. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rock Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frickhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studio. So I was talking to a friend of mine who's from um, New York. Okay. And... He mentioned to me as I was getting off the phone, he was like, why do you take so long to say goodbye? He's like, why did you just say bye and hang up? And I was like, right. that's not what you do. That's rude. He goes, no, it's fine. You said goodbye. Just hang up. So we got to talking about the 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 Midwest goodbye, which a lot of Michiganders <laughs> do as well, Yeah, I've noticed. And I, I, I wrote about this up on the Rocker app. I'm curious how close I got it because there's obviously different parts of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I'm from probably the southernmost part of it, but I want to see our if our similarities are there. Okay. As I far as the, the Midwest goodbye is concerned. So tell me how close I am to all these steps. So step one. Okay. This is the this is the first goodbye. Okay. So this is like later in the evening, somebody's you do random small talk stuff. Somebody makes a really dumb joke and everyone kind of chuckles. And then there's like just this ever slight moment of just you know, everyone's like, ha, 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 pause. Well, it's getting kind of late and we've got a big meeting or got to let the dog out. So I should probably, you know, think I'm going to get going. Yeah? yeah, that's that's normally step number one. Yeah. Bonus points. If you're sitting down, you do the whip and you slap your yeah. thighs and stand <laughs> up, you know, off the couch. Yeah. Oh, my whip. God. I uh, got to go let the dog out. So that's the first one. That is then followed up by, especially if you're in a Midwestern home, by the host of this. This is when they're like, oh, are you sure? Well, you know, it's good to see you. Glad you were able to come. But then there's the dagger. Tell so-and-so we say hi. Like, you know, grandma or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the next conversation starter. Oh, well, did I tell you that grandma just had hernia surgery or something like that? That, that fits. That definitely fits. So that's another 10 to 15, 20 minute conversation about grandma's hernia surgery and how she's doing. <laughs> uh. Step three. This is the doorway goodbye. Okay. This is kind of, you finally start walking. You've, you've slowly been making your way to the door. Now, if you've got coats and stuff, you're starting to put them on, still having the conversation and stuff. Uh, you get to the door and, and you finally stop talking about grandma's hernia surgery. You're like, all right, well, we should probably get going. 
and then that's when you grab the door handle, you, you pull it open, and then the hostess says something to the effect of like, well, you know, don't forget we got this coming up. You know, we should make plans or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Let me check my calendar. And then that, there you yep. go. Another five to ten minutes there. Checks out. Yep, yep. And, of course, check the calendar means I'm going to forget by the time I yeah. get home. <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're polite. Right. You're going to make that happen. I'll check the calendar, a.k.a. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> then there's the final goodbye. This is actually the end of it, kind of. Okay. This can take another five to ten minutes. This is the continuing conversation of making plans, but the person that hosted it is now standing at the door in their socks, probably. You know, just shouting at you, short phrases as you're kind of half-turned, walking toward your vehicle, getting in your car. Okay, well, bye. Yeah, all right. We'll we'll see you for sure. We'll make plans. All right, goodbye. You get in the car. You look behind you, put it in reverse, kind of start to back up, look forward, wave at them through the windshield as you're backing down the drive. Yep. Look behind you, back down the drive. You get to the drive, you put it in drive, you turn and look. They're still standing at the porch waving at you. And all of you in the vehicle wave back at them. You got it. As you drive away. You got it, Meeple. That Nailed it. We do things. My, uh, I asked my grandfather one time about why they stand out on the porch yeah. at the end, you know? And he was like, well, it's just to make sure you guys get away okay. And I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. Of course, if you think about it, the dude just standing on a porch watching you <laughs> drive away. <laughs> Without that context, it's a little creepy. Wow. <laughs> They could be chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, come back. I have 12 more conversations we need to have. Get up. I can't wait. Get on with it. Here yeah. Let's go. The Rocker Morning Show with Meatball and Mark is on Kalamazoo's Rock Station. 1077 RKR. We can't. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR. The Rocker Morning Show with Meatball and Mark Frakehouse. Today we've got yet another special guest. So, son of the late Jim Croce, a legendary songwriter and performer himself, AJ Croce. Appreciate you hanging out with us on the Rocker Morning Show. Uh, you got started playing at a pretty young age, obviously, which I can imagine was influenced heavily by what your dad did but as a teenager though how crucial was it to your sound and style to play those nightclubs in san diego in the 80s oh man it was it was incredibly uh influential you know i was going out from the time i was 15 playing four nights a week five nights a week i do a couple nights of of playing in jazz clubs and old standards from 10 to 2 and then um blues and r&b and playing with a rock and roll band that did sort of a birds covers and old um etta james covers and stuff like that and then um and then you know it was it, i was it was all over different genres and um floyd dixon heard me who had been a, a blues a piano player and asked if i'd play with him up in la and around uh, southern california and, and it was like one thing led to another um you know may axton who wrote heartbreak hotel heard me and she told the cowboy Jack Clement he had to hire me. I was 17 and uh, came to Nashville and uh, recorded with him and Elvis's band, which was an absolute trip, you know? Yeah. And um, and then um, a year later, I was 18, and B.B. King heard me play and asked if I'd go on the road, and that was it, man. 
obviously your your taste in music, especially early on in your career, was pretty eclectic. But how much uh-huh. how much of your dad's music did play a part in your own writing? And then were you determined to kind of be your own brand aside from that? Of course, I was ready to be my own brand because, you know, um, uh, you know, you can only be yourself. You can't be someone else. You know, I don't know what is expected of me, but I certainly didn't think there was any integrity in me doing this stuff until I'd made a name for myself and done my own thing. And um, so, you know, 20 some years on, I was finally comfortable after having, you know, a lot of uh, chart success and whatnot and touring all over the world. I just felt like, okay. I can work um, instead of just behind the scenes, which is what I was doing as a publisher um, of my father's music. I was able to um, bring it to people again, starting a few years ago. So it's it's been a um, a long time coming, and you know it's so much um, more fun than I could have ever expected. I'll tell you. You've been both the front man and sat in on bands playing with artists like Willie Nelson, Neville Brothers, uh-huh. Bob Jennings. And I'm curious, which of those places do you prefer? Do you like being out in front of the whole show or maybe just kind of hanging back with the band more? Both both are fun. They're they're completely different. They're completely different roles to play. Being a side man is one thing. Um, You know, being being a songwriter and composer for film and television is a completely different thing. Um, you, you have an idea, you write it out, you, it's recorded and, and you don't ever look back at it. Um, whereas with a song where you're the artist, you know, if it does halfway decent, you may need to play it for five, 10 years or if it does well, then you have to play it for the rest of your life. Right. That's the the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the gift, you know. If you just joined us, we are hanging out with the son of the legendary singer-storyteller Jim Croce's son, A.J. Croce, on the brink of his Croce Place Croce concert at Miller Auditorium this Saturday in Kalamazoo. I'm curious, you know, you, you mentioned kind of coming back to your dad's music. What actually drew you back to uh, Jim's music that made you want to put this show together? Well, I'll tell you, um, it was the connections we had. Um, it was his record collection, in a way. Okay. Um, uh, and some recordings he did. You know, his career was very brief, 18 months. Um, all the music you know of his was written, recorded, and and toured in 18 months. Mm-hmm. Before that, he would play on the weekends. And um, he would uh, record everything that he wanted to play at a little club just to hear how it sounded. And there was one tape from late 60s where um, he plays all these really obscure old songs and... And I heard this when I was in my, I guess in my thirties, like 20 years ago. Uh And that was the beginning because I heard all these songs that I had been playing since I was 12 or 13. And these were obscure Fats Waller, Bessie Smith, Pink Anderson songs, um, Mississippi, John Hurt (laughs) and, um, Sonny Terry, Brandy McGee, old, old blues and jazz and old country stuff. And, um, and I was like, this is, it gave me chills, you know? And so that was the, really the beginning of knowing we had a connection that was deeper than just the DNA. And, um, and, you know, I've been asked since I was 16 to record his music and it just didn't feel like there was any integrity in it. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, really, uh, came at it from an angle where I wanted to play his music because I saw how the audience, uh, reacted if I pulled out a song out of the blue, you know? 
like operator or something out yeah. of the blue, I would play it and people would, you know, freak out and cry and be really moved by this. And I said, you know, this is a beautiful thing. Um, there's a way to do it that is, um, that's very much alive and not just a nostalgia piece. And I'm not just a cover band. Um, of course, his hits are part of Croce plays Croce. You know, you'll hear, um, you know, most of the hits in an evening, you know, but um, also his influences and the stuff that um, that I've written and has you know charted over the last thirty years. Well, you you guys are going to be able to get to see this firsthand. Croce plays Croce this Saturday, Miller Auditorium. You can get tickets now. You're going to hear those big hits from Jim, Bad, Bad, Leroy Brown, Time in a Bottle. Don't mess around with Jim and AJ. Uh, always does a phenomenal job with that and all the other great music he's going to be playing. And we appreciate you being on the show today, ma'am. Hey, my pleasure. Hope to see you there. It was a real treat to hang out with AJ Croce today. We've got the full podcast up there for you on demand on the Rocker app. Do not miss a moment of this interview. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. Yeah, some interesting drama happening here in Galesburg. Oh. Um, there's a farm called Soil Friends Hard Cider. Okay. And they've got a Christmas tree farm over there. And you need, you need a drink over there, Mark? Oh, my gosh. For <laughs> real. I'm getting choked up just talking about this. they got a Christmas tree farm. Okay. And they've been doing more business recently than they have in the 10 years they've been open. Well, that's great. And I just talked to the owner this morning. What's not great is that Comstock Township is shutting them down. Whoa, Why? Well, a couple of days ago, they posted, unfortunately, we've just got a few days left until we can't do any business on our farm. It started off with issues about the farm, which they won't sell us any permits to make the changes they say we need to make. Now it's the entire property that they're shutting down. Oh, man. Um, they basically are no longer allowed to do any business. Um He said, it appears that we've gone back in time and what we were once permitted for no longer means anything. He said the township verbally told us we've grown since we are were approved. Uh -huh. The votes were seven to oh seven to zero in favor of us back in twenty seventeen. Okay. What changed other than the legal growth of our business? Wow. And um yeah, there's a lot of heat that the township's getting for this. Apparently one guy had sent uh Jody Staforia, the Comstock Township Community mm -hmm. Developments Director, an email asking them about this. And she responded that the current use of the large barn violates many codes and ordinances as it was built as an agricultural building and therefore no permits were necessary and no inspections performed. No. There is there there is a lot to the story. Um, and again, if you check this out on the Rocker app, we've got what we know up there, but there's so much to it yeah. uh, that even talking to the owner before – uh, earlier today, they said this is like I was just messaging them, and they said this is our best season we've had in ten years of of hard work every every day, all day and night, and we're finally taking off and doing good. And then the township said we grew past their expectations. They literally told me that in person. So it was like you guys are fine, you guys are fine. Oh no, you're you're too fine. You're doing too well. Yeah, they're too well. At the point that they need to be shut down, apparently. Like, mm, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, that's a heavy, heavy. Allegedly. Now, I don't have all the paperwork in front of me, but from <laughs> right. what they're saying happened, from what they've been posting on their page, 
Man, is there a lot to this story. If you feel like going down a deep dive, I, I suggest check it out on the Rocker app. we got a link to the to the many posts that yeah. they've made about this. But now... Are they, are they still open, for, you said, for a couple days? They're or They're done, I think done. they're closed. Okay, man. So, and they're fighting this, obviously, well, right of now. Course. Because this is just yeah. uh, crazy. Uh, apparently, a request was put in to the township back in April to huh. expand uh, the uh, events that could be held on the property. Uh, including like parties and weddings, yeah. and the owners received a response from Staphoria that included information on what was needed to get the permit passed to do so. But it would seem that that's no longer an option. So I'm not really 100 yeah. percent sure what's going on there. But like I said, they've they've got as much information as they've shared on their page, which you can find uh, on this article on the Rocker app. It's uh, just unfortunate, man. Yeah, that's some that's some sad news. Hopefully they can get this turned around because it sounds like a cool place. And I, maybe they can get it turned around and, and back open before Christmas. Because I know nice. a lot of people would, I'm sure, love to visit that place. You know, it's just their livelihood. No big deal. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR. Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Live for the Climax Solar Studios. So this Saturday is Stuff the Bus. Very excited for this because we're going to be working with our friends uh, across the, the wall here behind us. Uh, and, and all of our friends and family here at uh, Town Square Media. All our other stations and clusters and, and, and whatnot in the building. For Stuff the Bus this year, very excited to do this, and we've actually got an update. We've got some stuff that we're adding to this now. Yes, so let's give you the facts first. Yes. So this Saturday, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., we're going to be posted up at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Okay. So definitely want you guys to come out for that. Uh, we're going to be out there from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Meatball and I are going to trade shifts, and basically what we're looking for is new gifts for kids ages 6 to 18 in the Kalamazoo area. Covers four counties in southwest Michigan. All the gifts go to kids right here in southwest Michigan, which is great. Uh, we're partnering with Blaine's Farm and Fleet, obviously, because that's where we're going to be set up at, in Portage, right across from Crossroads. Uh, definitely want to thank our sponsor at Honor Credit Union mm -hmm. as well for, for helping us out with this. Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Southwest Michigan, uh, these these folks do an incredible job every year helping us out. And, of course, Kalamazoo Metro Transit because they're giving us the bus to stuff full of these new toys. Yeah. Now, we've also got an update, like Meatball mentioned, that World Wrestling Entertainment. What? WWE is going to be giving out 40 tickets. Oh, that's cool. To the WWE live show that's going down next Sunday in at the Wings Event Center. That's so fantastic. So for the first 40 people that come and donate at Stuff the Bus this Saturday, you're going to get some WWE tickets. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Meatball and I are definitely going to be at this wrestling show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, WWE hooking it up. So want to thank them as well, along with Honor Credit Union. Again, great affordable gift ideas up there on the Stuff the Bus button on the Rocker app. But I'm excited. This is going to be the first time as a part of the rocker that we're going to be a part of this. So mm -hmm. it's going to be and, cool. And you, you've you done it with uh, our other our other groups here yeah. uh, in the building. This will be my first one, period, for Stuff the Bus. So I'm very excited for this. I, I enjoy doing these kind of things in the holidays, mostly because uh, people donate the toys and I get to play with all the toys before I give them away. Yeah, They have to be meatball approved before we can give them to the kids, you know. Right. That's the you just can't open them. Yeah. Well, no. A lot of them have the try me buttons, you right. know, on the side. I got to run quality control, you know. <laughs> That's what it's like when you're trying to take a toy away from Meatball. Try me. Try. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. Um, over Thanksgiving, did you guys have any like biscuits or cornbread or anything like that? I didn't touch any of that. Well, stuff. you didn't, obviously, but like, right. I mean, normally does your family make like Jalapeno biscuits? Jalapeno cornbread. Okay. Is All right. What they made, which, which bummed me out even yeah. harder than because you can smell it. it you can just smell that cornbread you can taste like taste it with my nose feel the texture on your tongue you know because uh-huh. cornbread has that weird kind of milly kind of texture to it stop making my stomach grumble please well ah! unfortunately i'm going to keep your stomach grumbling um you know jiffy mix yeah. that makes a lot of like biscuits and cornbread and yep. stuff like that they're from michigan oh i didn't know that that's chelsea cool. chelsea michigan so just over i think that's south of lansing right yeah. on i-94 pretty much um, yeah, Jiffy Mix is, is from Michigan. That's a pure Michigan thing. And I, I mean, I grew up on Jiffy Mix, you oh, know, yeah, biscuits man. for biscuits and gravy, um, the, the, and, and the cornbread for like chili and ham and beans uh. and cornbread and stuff. Yeah. Oh God. Comfort food delight. That cornbread That's from Jiffy Mix. literally comfort food personified. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jiffy Mix is, is from Michigan. The company Jiffy Mix, the the brand, isn't quite a hundred years old. I think nineteen twenties, nineteen thirty. Oh, okay. Uh, is when they started doing that. This, the company though, the the host company, though for Jiffy Mix, Chelsea Milling Company, has been around for well over a hundred years. They used to do, um, grain grinding and milling and stuff for corporations yeah. and and major, major companies. Huh. And they did this, it's probably, I think you're creeping up on 150 plus years or something like Jeez. that. But Jiffy Mix got started when um their owner at the time, Mabel White Holmes, started making her own baking mixes. Oh. So she started putting all the dry ingredients in a box, in a bag in a box. <laughs> and for biscuits and she said it's so easy even a man can do it <laughs> which is true because i i can't make it from scratch jiffy makes men i could get that done in a second but i was i was kind of amazed to find out that like this iconic brand of baking goods and baking products was right here in michigan and the uh, the actual boxes and stuff are just packed i think they're printed and packaged in marshall that's pretty sweet man yeah and it was, it's very cool. I mean, growing up, going to Meyer too, like, just see that Jiffy box. You can like, see oh, it from the end Meyer. of the aisle. You know, know exactly where it is, too. I don't even look at the other brands anymore. If I'm going for, like, if I know I'm going for biscuits or cornbread, I look for that blue and white box. And it just, oh, it, it makes hits, me. It hits differently. You can you can see that box and immediately smell and taste the cornbread and the biscuits. You don't even have to make it. Mm, just picturing it in my head now. <laughs> just a short while away, we'll be able to enjoy it. Right. So another fun fact about Jiffy Mix and the Chelsea Milling Company, which is still around, mm-hmm. it is currently owned by an Indy 500 driver. Really? Howdy Holmes. Howdy. Howdy. He is the grandson of the original owner, but he was an Indy 500 racer. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So that explains why it's called Jiffy Mix. It's done, it's done really fast. Done in a Jiffy. <laughs> That's Kind of like his indie career, though. It sounds like he didn't Ouch. race for very long. 